Hi, and welcome to episode number nine of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra, and in today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different with the show than we normally would. So the normal format for the show would be we would have an artist or creative on, and we would chat about their creative process, the art they make, why they make it, and what they have going on for us in the future. But being that it's in April of 2021, we're third way through the year so far. I thought it'd be a good idea if I did a roundup of my top five releases of the year so far that uh, five albums that I've absolutely loved but I'm not exactly the most qualified person in the world to be reviewing music uh, so I thought it'd be it'd be a great idea if I was joined by a person who's given me crazy amount of amazing album recommendations I can talk about an album in incredible detail uh, my buddy Zach Stevenson so Zach would pick five albums that he loved I picked five albums that I loved Zach goes first I go second and so on and so forth. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. But one last thing just before we go is that there will be a VegCast episode recorded at, on this weekend with Mark Foster. VegCast is the podcast series. It's We've only done one episode, so this will be the second episode uh, for vegetable growing and just gardening in general. If anybody has any questions that they'd like answered on the show, you can email me at thewhoartthoutpodcast at gmail.com or you can drop a message onto the Who Art Thou Instagram page. And it will be answered on that episode. So get the uh, the answers in by maybe Saturday. And uh, we'll answer them on the show. Thank you. And I hope you just enjoy. Here's the theme music now from the man himself, actually, Zach Stevenson. So I don't know what to call this. I guess it's like a new little thing that we're doing for the Who Art Thou podcast, but uh, here with Zach Stevenson of uh, Monkey. And uh, we're going to talk about our, because we're what, we're third way through the year so far. So we're going to talk about our top five albums so far of this year. Um, Zach, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, dude. No problem whatsoever. It's a, it's a pleasure to finally... Lo- uh, long time listener, first time talker. Well, you did the theme music um, for it as well. <laughs> so you have been contributing. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, that was fun. Both of those are not finished. <laughs> Don't say that. Now everybody's not going to know. Theme songs, they were first drafts. No, they were like third drafts, I think. But I never actually really finished them. Uh, uh, I'm working full time. You also so mean the VegCast one. I don't get all the time in the world to... Some someday the world will hear two vegcast ones. Subscribe to the Patreon to hear the original vegcast uh, recording. Someday the first the first theme for the vegcast will be recorded. <laughs> no, will be released to the public. Anyway, so yeah, we'll get. So it's like our top five albums so far. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm extremely nervous about doing this because I've never reviewed music before. Um, so I'm going to ask you to go first. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, uh, well I am clearly so experienced at this that. I actually haven't even no, like numbered my five, so I'm going to do it right now. 
I just have five albums that I really liked. There was a couple that didn't make the list because I'm very bad at picking favorites and very bad at like listing things. I'm maybe not very organized in that sense. I just can't rank stuff too much against each other. Like, what's my favorite meal? Fuck me. Like, I don't know. I shouldn't swear. You can swear as much as you want. You can swear as much as you want. Oh, sweet. I was going to say, it's not today FM. Like, don't listen to uh I, I don't know i don't know your spotify oh here look if you think you shouldn't you know swear that, you like... should see the, the albums that i have picked for this they're definitely not for kids kids are into watching people play grand theft auto uh you know shouting at each other on the internet like what like why might they could be into listening to two lads talking absolute <laughs> bollocks and um, who knows so um so a couple shout outs of stuff that i thought was worth checking out the first one that popped in my mind was Spirit of the Beehive uh, Entertainment Death. It's a weird, like, this is just a quick fire list. It's a weird sort of indie rock album. It's kind of, exper- it's pretty experimental and kind of shoegazy. It's odd. Um, another one that didn't make the cut was the Shame album, uh, Drunk Tank Pink, which was really fun. Um, just didn't, not that I didn't love it, like, it's just that these other ones edged it out. And then finally, like, for those I love, didn't I didn't put it in my list because I kind of felt it's a type of music that I'm not like too familiar with and I couldn't like rate this album I didn't feel qualified to even talk about it because it's kind of just it's just such an experience it's it's such a story that's so vivid and it's so real I I I couldn't rank it but I just know that it's there in my life whenever I need that album to listen to which I think there will be times in everyone's life where they'll need to listen to something like that it's just amazing um, so that's like everyone should give that one listen and know if you have this in your sort of toolkit or whatever. But anyway, going forward, I'm going to go with number five, Black Country, New Road. Uh, for the first time, it's called. That's it there. Uh, there's a video for all you audio files. <laughs> um, if you subscribe to the Patreon uh, or I will make a Patreon and if you subscribe to it, you can you can have it. Uh, please give me money. <laughs> Anyway, um, Black Country New Road, they're like an eight-piece band, I think, from England somewhere. They're like kind of one of these, a lot of my choices are all kind of noisy rock and uh, not too noisy, not like, you know, probably not noisy like I imagine your picks are going to be better, hey. but uh, just kind of <laughs> angsty sort of punky energy music. It's not always what I want to, oh God, I'm talking so much for this, but I'm trying to explain just where I'm at. Talk as much as you want. The, the whole purpose of this was to get you on or... and talk about the album. Okay, cool. So, um, as long as you don't go on for like an yeah, hour, like per, last per year's music, <laughs> last year's music, you know, I was listening to things like Adrian Lenker songs was my number one album. It's still to this day, like one of my favorite albums I've ever heard. Same like Leanne Le Havis, like, um, there was like these kind of softer songs, softer albums and softer artists that I was really loving. And then this year, it's just all like fucking up the tempo, like get me back into a gig sweating in a crowd uh, with sort of charged lyricism and stuff. So, um, yeah, Black Country New Road, they're like a piece band. They sort of play weird sort of rock, very big, big sounding, but then like very maximalist. They go like over the top with their music. But also the thing that I kind of liked about this album was similar to kind of black midi kind of do this a bit as well as like everyone remembers the over the topness but like they actually kind of pull back and show a lot of like soft restraint and like delicate moments in their music and you know like they're so able to play amazing parts over everything but 
they kind of stop and have really chill parts, you know, one or two instruments. And I love that about the music because it makes listening to the album so like enjoyable and you, you listen to it once, you're like, you think, oh, I've had enough of my fill of noisy rock or whatever, but it's like, oh, these lovely little moments kind of carry me through and, you know, add a different color. Like some, the, the first song is just a mental instrumental. It's so good. Uh, it's probably the best song in the album. Because if I was to, I can't, not, I can't talk about this album and not talk about honestly, like what annoys me about it, which uh, <laughs> is kind of some of the lyrics. They're like, I love the music so much, and the lyrics, I'm not decided if they're genius, like if they're amazing, or just like really, like oh, like they're gonna get really old hat by like two albums but if they stay kind of the same. Meant to, agitate to me, you, it feels kind of. I don't know. Um, it's just I think like the. It's I, I feel like it's like clickbait sometimes where it's like, yeah. and like, you know, great songwriting always has like, you have, you know, lines that are non sequiturs, they just follow and they are kind of random, like little headlines or whatever, or bumper stickers as Dave Grohl puts it or whatever. But like this, and some of the, some of the lines jump out kind of like, you know, leave Kanye out of it. And it's like, it, 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 so I can't tell if it's genius that's, because if, if it's like the whole, if, that's if, an it, actual if it's line a character, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, it's it just feels like sort of a hashtag or something. Yeah, it sometimes, does, yeah, that's you know? exactly what it feels like. Um, but what I would say is that, like, some of the songs, they kind of have, I don't know, it's like, maybe it's just this really good character, and I can't quite tell where the character starts and ends, but it's like, you know, it's like a super villain in training, some of this album. Yeah. It's like this really toxic, like, messed up dude who's, like, singing about these weird things and events and it's just odd. Um, I'd love to hear the last thing I'd probably say maybe is that I'd love to hear these guys do like film music. I think it would be amazing. Like a James Bond theme by them would be incredible. Maybe minus the lyrics, just the music alone. Just the music. Um, if that makes sense. Sweet. Yeah. I think they could totally do it. Cause they've got like horns, they've got guitars, bass, drums, you know, uh, they, they can, they can hold back. They can play nice orchestral stuff or else they just go, Mental, like mental. black midi kind of. Um, All right. Yeah, I I think that's right. Re- I've talked a lot about this album, but I think it's definitely worth a listen if you like brand new, if you like black midi, if you like just rock that kind of, the, the music is quite like alive and moving and changes, doesn't stay in one place in terms of like the overall sound. Yeah. But the lyrics can be a bit off-putting, I would say. Well, I'm going to give a sound, like, what song would you say? Because I think, th- I think this will be an interesting thing. Because, like, I don't think either of us are going to know our, p- our picks. I don't think so, anyway. I think I mm, might know yeah. one. I might know one. So, what, like, what would be a good song to start with? Uh, I would say, I mean, I kind of want to say the first song, but then also, I think maybe Science Fair or Sunglasses give a much better overall picture of the the album. Black Country you know, New Science Road, Science Fair yeah. kind of has that like, Black Country New Road, yeah. The Science Fair kind of has that like supervillain in waiting sort of lyrical thing where it's like, you think this person is going to go out and kill someone like. What are you on tonight? I love this city despite the burden of preferences. What a time to be alive. Oh, I know where I'm going. Out there. Oh, that sounds weird as fuck. You know what I mean? It's like like incels like in waiting, which is why I can't tell if like the lyrics are like 
really clever or if they're like kind of our clickbaity or I I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about the lyrics. Sounds I might know really at the end weird. of the year. It's cool though. Have you not listened to this? No. No, I've never I've never heard of these guys before in my life. Genuine, I've never heard of them. Oh, okay. So like oh, when you said when you said the first when song. you said when you said them, um, I thought I thought the band was called Black Country and the song the album was called New Road. No, no, no. It's called For the First Time. It's the album. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. It's only six songs as well, which yeah, but they're like they're they're, is, they're, they're long though. Well, actually, they're not really like what the the longest is the, the longest is them, nearly ten minutes. That's about it. Yeah, but it's kind of three songs that one really. Like if you're listening to an album, it doesn't feel like it's like you know. I I love fucking twenty minute long songs like yeah. when they're good oh, when they started. when they feel right <laughs> or if there's yeah, but um. Yeah, sunglasses. It's a bit like Station to Station, and like by David Bowie, in the way it's like it's kind of three, three maybe four distinct kind of pieces, and like the last one is kind of the dancey, the disco yeah. version, but it's really chaotic sounding. Well, I'll go with I'll go with my. So this is my first pick. So this would be number five on my list. So it's an album called it's an album by Lost Girls, and it's called now. Forgive me here, but it's immense. Men's collective, men's collective, I think is what it's called, which means human collective. It's Norwegian, but it's Men's Je- collective. Yeah, it's Jenny Val and um, Havard Volden. Uh, so Jenny Val was like, a, she's like an electro. Uh, would you say like an electronic singer songwriter? And like, I've never really listened to her before. So this album, this album came up because I saw it was advertised on um, the Brooklyn Vegan, which is like, um, it's actually a news site where I get most of my metal news on. They do really good updates on metal bands particularly like really 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 underground bands anyway they do really good stuff but they, they, they did an announcement for this particular album and what blew my mind about it was was that it's so apparently it's largely in, uh, improvised that there's a really like most mm. of it is improvised so i think haberwolden is um i'm i'm definitely butchering his name but he so lost girls is a collective between the two of them but he's a guitarist i think and then like yenny val would be uh, which is spelled jenny like g-e-n-n-y and then h-v-a-l but she's like a singer songwriter and she normally like writes these songs, which I was kind of weird to hear that she was going to be doing like an improvised album. So like when it starts out, it was released in March and like, um, I think the label was small town super sound, but like I have the, I have the lyric in front of me here. So this is, so as I said, completely improvised and it's done in this, she sings, she does sing on it and she has a gorgeous singing voice, but she does these spoken word sections. So like this is what like this is like one of the ones in the first song, which is this 15 minute long song that doesn't really have much music going on until like after. And then it gets into this kind of transy kind of stuff. Mm. But it's like at this time, there is no I and we don't know God. Can we ever truly be selfless and compassionate when we don't know what is human? Is human yeah. an I a non a selfless action? Can you ever really say you are knocking on a door as a selfless act because you are imposing your belief on someone else? You are admitting that you believe that your belief is more than worth than whatever uh, lies behind the door. You knock on the door because you believe in the concept of a door and of preaching, spreading the good word. But it's like the way that it's delivered is this kind of like. Um, like flow of consciousness do you mean it doesn't like it genuinely seems mm. really improvised but then it's like balance with whoa, these can i just say yeah. whoa what <laughs> that was a lot can i just say whoa that was a lot what i just said or what the lyrics the 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 lyrics yeah the oh lyrics are mad aren't they trying to like because like yeah, it's just the... it's it's like fucking like and i re i was like when you listen to it which i love about it because the music is this kind of like it's this kind of like hypnotic 
kind of and there's these little ambient noises coming in and then there's this kind of like poppy kind of stuff going on and this kind of clicky drum machine but then you have this kind of like spoken word as i said flow of consciousness and the two of them kind of like in my mind seemed almost separate but they're the same so my mind went fucking haywire when i was listening to it and i I bear in mind as well i don't normally listen to this kind of stuff at all this would be not my alley Mm. but it's just it's just beautiful i want to ask the jehovah's Perhaps that thing about selflessness boils down to my own limited understanding of selflessness. To me, selflessness has a lot to do with singing. To sing is a selfless act, or at least potentially like, a selfless um, act. What was it? So there's there's a little bit of crowd rock in it as well, which is pretty cool. But then, uh, like a song, Real Life, which is one of the songs on it, it ha- like has these repetitive, um, this repetitive beat with these kind of like this is when you really hear the improvised guitar, which I think is kind of like improvised guitar is kind of a weird one to throw in as well. So you have these beats, this kind of like, again, as I say, trancey stuff, and then just these guitar, clangy guitar bits coming Mm. in with these little lyrics and stuff. It's just, it's mad is the best way to describe it. But I really, really loved it. And then you have this other kind of repetitive lyric at the very end, which as they say, if apparently it's improvised, these lyrics are just amazing at the same end of real life is where we die we where we die we become when we die we become paper charcoal and a marker pen meanwhile we are merely content creators what is called real life and it's sung in this kind of just poppy oh i don't know what more what more to say about it it's just it's just a trip but it's Mm. not an album this is my only kind of take from it's not an album that you'd put a random song on you would kind of you know you wouldn't just go oh i'm gonna listen to this you would have to, you would listen to yeah, it. It's a bit probably, I feel it sounds a bit like Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trip. Have you listen basically. to that? Yeah, yeah, like, I can't, I can't, it's so short, that album, that you just put it on, you have to listen to the whole thing. It's like 25 minutes. You're like, okay. Well, this album yeah, is, it's, it's, it's quite dancey, like. Isn't it? It, it? it does actually come across, yeah. like, there are certain songs on it that make you go, like, I can imagine this in a club dancing to this and then it kind of just gets it i don't know it's i know i meant to be talking about what i think about it but it's one of these albums that i don't really know what to make of it i just know that i really 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 loved it like it's it's just a cool that's enough sounding that's album enough. but the idea that it's uh, what i like about it that it's improvised it genuinely does come across improvised it doesn't come across as like oh we're going to say that it's improvised but we actually definitely structurally planned this uh, completely together but mm. it, the, what I think makes it about being improvised, it sounds like there's something more endearing and human about it because you know it's like, oh, this is the strain, this is the train of thought that's going through her head. And even like when mm. your man comes in with the guitars, he's kind of like, you hear him coming in at these parts and like, oh, that's those little parts that he comes in on are so impeccably timed. Like the the fine, the closer on that album is is tremendous. Um, what is it called? Real Life. Yeah, Real Life. Real Life is a tremendous closer. Mm. But um that's all I have to say about that one. That's my first pick. I just, I thought it was brilliant. Um, yeah. Nice. I was expecting like, some, like metal or something. Yeah, more <laughs> down the road. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Oh, I suppose we're only at number five. We're only at number I five. Guess. Yeah. yeah. We're only at, only at number five. It's only up or down from here. <laughs> uh, so it's your turn now. Okay. The next one. Um, I think I, I guess like I'll go with, uh, Go with Viagra Boys. Ah, oh, great Boys, choice. Welfare Jazz. Um, great this choice. This album is is a hoot. Yeah, 
it is a hoot it is a barnstormer it is a like you're just a little too drunk at a wedding and like this is the soundtrack like it is is so such a good way to describe it (laughs) (laughs) like you're like a little pissed at a wedding it's like some discos happening and like you you have your own little adventure slash love story i don't know it's kind of a rock opera vagaboy's swedish uh sort of like post-punk again sort of band but like these guys are a little especially on this album they're showing that they're a little more like they've got more in the tank than just like the noisy like stooges kind of disco-y sound whatever they've got going on um they're from sweden but i think the singer is american born Um, it's like it's like some of the songs you could fit into a disco like or a techno like set like pretty easily Mm. and so long as that you had enough of a crossover people wouldn't really notice like they're they're very when they're dancing they're very dancing they're really there's a proper there's a full-on disco song on at one point isn't there there, oh there's like three yeah the first album was like all disco so when i first heard this i was a bit disappointed because like it was like, oh, it felt like it was like stopping and starting and it was like slow and there was like songs and singing. And I was like, what is this singing? I just want disco. Like, yeah. We're like, yeah. But as, as I listen to it more, it's kind of like, it seems like it's kind of like this love story that like kind of blurs the line between the singer, the singer's kind of character because Viagra Boys, they're kind of like, a, like, it's kind of like a joke or something. Like the singer sings a lot of songs that are clearly like a joke where it's like, this is a messed up person and it's funny, like. But yeah, this this album. Um, what would I say? I think the as the more I listened to it, the more I realized I love the like slower moments. Like uh, the song "To the Country," I think is like if you had to listen to one song from this, I think that one is the best music that they've made. Like the the instrumentation, the arrangements, it's quite like lush. Like it's it's like kind of that sort of Pet Sounds Beach Boys full like things moving in and out, sliding in like lots of different colors in the sound even though like they are a band that's like guitars and disco we could get like, a you house know. together somewhere on the country you would be happier out there and no one's in a hurry and i know i don't show it but i think that's what i want now just you and me the dogs and no drugs to bring us down no lyrics is it's kind of a rock opera it, it goes on and like he sort of he's a kind of this degenerate kind of like trash man i'm like i'm a trash man <laughs> I, yeah i'm a toad like he just that's his kind of voice um but it kind of gets really endearing and sweet at times as well creatures the song creatures is just an absolute banger it's like a new wave sort of 80 very 80s like new wave I'm pop pretty kind of sure tune. creatures was my favorite song off it if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think it was. And it ends, it ends with a song. I love, there's a kind of really meta thing that happens where like yeah. the second last song is called To The Country and it's kind of gorgeous and it gets a little bit of a country thing going on in his voice. And then the last song is a cover of a country classic by John Prine yeah, with, with a- Amy Taylor from Amazon. I know, Sniffers, which was such a, when, when, when I, when she, cause I was listening to it when it came out, cause you, you asked me to, well, you told me to listen to it. You asked me to listen. You didn't mm. tell me to listen to it. But I saw, like I like I, I like Fragment Boys. I, I strapped you down. You and strapped I me down. Those <laughs> on you and said, Barry, you gotta listen to this. You can't this. leave until you listen to this. But um, when I was listening to it, I loved it the whole way through. I I've that's such a good pick. I'm annoyed at that one. But um, uh, it's, it's one especially when you listen to it again, you'll be like, oh. 
that's great. Like, it's like a little film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It has like its own little story that wraps up it's with just, a nice little. It's bow. just a cool. And sounding I did not album. expect that from them. But at the yeah. at the at the at the end when the the guest vocal came in with it's it's is it and it's a how how is it Amy is it not or is it a what how did you pronounce her name? It's Amy and the band is Amel. Um, yeah. Or. Amel, yeah, I yeah. think it's Amel. But it, Amy, I was like, "What Amy the fuck?" Or, I was like, "And it's so it comes out. It doesn't. It doesn't. It 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 comes out of so left field. At, at, but at the same time, it doesn't. It's just such a weird song to come yeah. at the end. It's but brilliant. Yeah, no, good pick, man. That's but such it's a so good sweet. Pick. Like it's like the ultimate like trash like ballad like of these two people who are like, I don't know, singing about things that like you know society would say are like bad and like, but it's in a sweet loving way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. Oh, yeah, such a good pick. it's a fun one. That is a fun one. For fans of like the Stooges or like even Talking Heads maybe, but like, mm. I don't know, LCD Sound System as well is a big one. I think it's a, it's like an LCD Sound System, but like with more Iggy Pop like vibe. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree with that. Uh, anything else to say about it? Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see them. See them, yeah. Dance whenever they're back oh they were so good when we saw them in uh when we saw them in the book uh amazing social it was so good i remember i think it was john or kieran who were like booking the gigs in the grand social literally said like that was one of the best gigs we've ever put on like and they're like it's nice to hear that because like i'm biased because i like the band like i love their recorded music and i've been following them and like you know i have this like thing i already i already was going to love the gig but like when they say it like and they put on gigs every night it's like it was but they're, you must go see this band. The one, like, they're so fun. The one thing that I thought was hilarious, though, do you remember the amount of lads taking their tops off and being like, "Yeah, oh. it did get and it's like you do realize, like you know, the the Varga boys sing songs that are slagging. It's all you like, type. ironic, like it's like yeah, it's yeah. so. And there was like these. There was a guy doing. Do you remember there was a guy doing pull ups on the bar in the middle of the fucking stage? No, in the middle of the in the thing, he nearly brought the the tent part down. And then every and then the security guard came over and had to take him down because he would have brought the whole rig down, and all his mates were just like, "Yeah, f-, we're just like, yeah, fuck you, fuck you." And it's like, dude, you you should have been thrown out. You were being an asshole, doing fucking pull ups on a bar in the middle of the yeah. gig. Like, anyway, <laughs> I just love the fact that, that they that weren't. Be my, they, my negative point. Go on. That I'll say that the the bad thing is it's 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 all kind of ironic, like character sleazy man. But like, if it actually promotes people being like knobs. Climbing things now is fun. Climbing things is good, good fun, but, not but maybe not in the grand the social. Whole rig down. You know? And if you brought the rig down, it would have fell yeah, on the drummer. Not, like. not when it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think my good, um, my number four will surprise you. Um, so I'm just let me. I just Paradigma, Paradigmas uh, is the name of the album by La Femme, who are like this kind of like uh, who. They're like a psych. So they sing entirely in French. So you won't hear me talking about the lyrics. You won't hear me reading any of the lyrics. Sing entirely in French. Um, They, they, I, I feel like they sound really like Kraftwerk. Like there's a lot of Krautrock in it. But I think saying that they're a clone of Kraftwerk would be really unfair because they're definitely not. They throw in enough influences in there that they really set themselves apart. But um, this album now was only released was released two weeks ago. April April second is when it was released. And I'll be honest with you, it was one of the things that the 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 uh, the artwork caught me instantly. It was because like, it looked like a 1980s like new wave cover. I was like, that looks cool. 
and um, and then hearing them sing in French uh, made me instantly go, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Like, uh, I think like the reason why I love Christine the Queens is so much is because I have a CD version of her album that's all in French. I don't know what it is about people singing in foreign languages that I don't understand. I really, 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 really like it. But uh, no, these guys are genuinely class. They're really, 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 really cool. Um, what I really, really, really liked about this album from the very get-go, from the opening song, which is the title track of the album, is that you can hear the band actually having like tremendous fun making it like you, you know you know you just go oh this is mm. going to be such a fun album because it just sounds like that they're having a, the crack like there's even a song on it, i think a song called foreigner it's the only song that's in english and it sounds like a mimi song because it's this kind of spoken word mm. kind of it's but uh yeah no it's class um but what I really, really like about it, it's not necessarily a concept album, but the band, it's, it sounds like they're on a, tr- a road trip around America is kind of the feel that I get. It sounds like the, the vibe okay. of the album is like, a bu- like that I get is like a bunch of people who've never been to the States who are just driving around and they're making like little kind of notes. So there's like a song called like Cool Colorado on it. There's a song called Pasadena on it, like Nueve Orleans, which is obviously New Orleans. Um, and it has these really like it has these really strong American vibes with like it's like it, but it is very much like Europeans trying to recreate an American vibe if you get me like it's just like it mm. the, the best way to describe it, it it does sound like a road trip like some some sound and they kind of flip up the st- none of the so- none of the sounds in it are consistent the whole way through which I know for some people will kind of get a bit annoying but they do it in such a way that's interesting the whole time so like it, they're not flipping the style and it's not undeserved. Like it still sounds like them, but it, it just mm. sounds completely different at the same time. But they just flip it so much. Like I think in like the span of three songs, um, like Cool Colorado, the vibe that I got was like driving through Colorado, but driving in convert with your hair blowing and just not giving it a fuck at all. Like having a cigarette mm. and going, Pfft. like it's just, it's just such a cool, cool, fun, beautiful song and the chorus has these big big horns in it with this gorgeous singing oh by the way they have two vocalists they have a male and female vocalist which i think adds a lot to it as well But then, like the very song after it is called um, fa- now I I'm no I'm mispronouncing it, but it's like Fatre de Bordel, which is fuck it up. Um, as far as I'm aware in French, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure about it. But like, so you have this kind of cool, breezy, kind of like sleek song, and then right after it, it's this like super punky song with these synthy guitars that's just relentlessly like. Oh, 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 like constantly. Do, 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 do. And then right after it, it's followed immediately by Nueva Orleans. New, I, I'm mispronouncing all these French words. I apologize to anybody who speaks mm. French or who has ears. But um, like, it's just an electronic rock song that's like super happy with these cool kind of keys going on. It's just, it's all over the place in the best kind of way. And then like right after, mm. oh, this is another, they have a song called L'Archer Le Chevaux. Again, sorry for the pronunciation. I know I'm fucking this up. But they have like a genuine tribute. It sounds like a tribute to a Neil Morricone. Like the, like the old kind of like fistful of dollars kind of stuff. Like 
a song that has like horse whips. Spaghetti Westerns. Like, like it, literally Spaghetti Westerns. Like it has the horse whips and stuff. It has horse neighings and stuff. And you're like, where the fuck is this? And then like <laughs> back into these kind of like electronic almost dancey beats. So it's, as I said, stylistically, it's mad. But just to listen to it, it what I love mm. about it, the main thing, the main takeaway that I love about it is you can put it on. It's an hour long album. And it's just fun from the get from the get go. It's just nonstop, just such good crack to listen to. And just, you know, you can imagine in the recording studio that they were just having the time of their life recording it. Um, yeah, highly recommend yeah. it. That's that's my that's my fourth album. I just I, I didn't really have I don't have much to say about it other than I would just highly recommend sticking it on and just having a great time because it's just so, so, so fun. What's it? What's it called again? It's called La Femme uh, Paradigma. Paradigmas. So, like the song that I so just play the opener song on it, and you'll hear instantly what I'm talking about. Um, so P A R A D I G M E S, and the opening song you'll hear it straight away. You have these horns, you have these beautiful keys. Um, it's very like new wave, like I'd say like new wave kind of like it sounds like a nine. Parts of it sound like a 1980s album, but it's new enough to go like, oh fuck, there's a good stuff changed here. Bit of kraut rock thrown in, um, some cold wave stuff. Um, yeah, it's just and some electronic and pop stuff. All right, man, it's your album number three. Oh, sugar. Okay, this is easy now because I've eliminated. I know what my number one and my two are, right? but I didn't know this other three. So the next one I have here is the newest of the albums, the most recent one that I listened to, which is maybe why it's up at three because I just get so much out of it, but. It's dry cleaning, a uh, band from London, I think. So I just feel like it's London because of the singer. What was the name? Dry cleaning. Sorry. How do I describe this band? Dry cleaning. Um, it's like if, like Phoebe Waller Bridge, right? You know Fleabag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never watched Fleabag. If she, yet, if but she I know decided, she okay, for the, anyone listening, if 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 Phoebe Waller Bridge wrote Fleabag season three, where Fleabag joined a band. And started singing songs, but every time she practiced or uh, went on stage, she was like really, really stoned. It was just kind of like <laughs> monologuing her thoughts. That's what this album is like. Like I'm, it's re like the lyrics is the thing that is the magic for me. When you first listen to it, when I first heard it, I had it on in work, and I just thought when I was like half listening over the PA, I was like, oh, like this is like just sounds like a Sonic Youth ripoff, and it's like very Kim Gordon with the like low female vocal over kind of like sort of art rocky guitars like mm. they're weird like the the drummer bass the drummer has the easiest job in the world he just holds down like one two three four the whole album which i guess is the only thing i would say i'd like to hear more drum you know variation but like my god the the musicians hold down this lovely bed but like the lyrics i just have to read out some of them just so you get an idea this is one of the opening songs let say like phoebe waterbridge fleabag Stone, joins a band stoned and it's like weak arms can't open the door kung fu cancel I'll be okay I just need to be weird and hide for a bit and eat an old sandwich from my bag <laughs> I've come here to make a ceramic shoe and I've come to smash what you've made I've come to learn how to mingle I've come to learn how to dance I've come to join the knitting circle I've come to hand weave my own bunk bed ladder in a few short sessions like, it's just so weird. It's mental. Uh, but it's brilliant. Like, it's like really mundane, like, thoughts or something. But there's 
like the choice of words i don't even know if they're choices like or if they just kind of bubble up from thought, the back of the brain almost, like yeah and it's her delivery is so deadpan and it sounds like really monotone the first time you listen to it but when you kind of get more familiar and you're listening like kind of following along her as if as if she was standing in front of you reciting a poem mm. you sort of pick up on all the like subtleties and things like i'm trying to see of another one like that stands out to me of, like there's just so many some more of the lyrics that stand out to me are like for instance the song called her hippo <laughs> and there's just a bit where she says like i'm smiling constantly and people constantly step on me and i don't know it's just like i relate to that so much in a weird way of like when you're like if you're you're putting on your best face in your life and then like you know you just feel i don't know it's not like something that i always feel but like i know that feeling of like putting on a big smile and like people are just like being a dick yeah, being fucking miserable taking the whole advantage time as of well. that or whatever like it's like it's super relatable everyone will find something in this album i feel like like there'll be like one little stanza or line that you like you understand and like nobody else will i don't it's so i'm so fascinated by her lyrics one of my favorite ones is uh on the song on the song john wick which i think is kind <laughs> of about like aging or like she's thinking about old, getting old and I think like becoming like an old man or an old dad. Maybe or because Keanu Reeves never or maybe ages. She's noticing herself becoming like a bit more of an old dad. But that's a cool title. It's like there's a line that's like because Keanu Reeves never ages. That's the whole, <laughs> there's a whole meme on the internet about it. Oh, yeah, that's a, oh I didn't think of that. Um, this this bit where like this is a whole stanza of a verse. They've really changed the pace of the antiques roadshow. More antiques, more price revivals, less background information. The reason the price reveals were so good was because we had to wait for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a little review of like the current season of the fucking Antiques Roadshow. Like, as I say, it just like there's just so many lines. Like, what's another one's like? I've been thinking about eating that hot dog for hours. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just the whole. The music, if I was, okay, enough about the lyrics. The music, it's a bit like the strokes, I think, at times. It's got a very sort of art rock, sort of dissonant approach sometimes with the guitar, but the guitar also kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Neil Young when he's, like, soloing this kind of, like, it's, like, a really, like, it's melodic, but it's, like, awkward and, like, you know, like, not slick, but, like, yeah. tight, if that makes sense. Not smooth, but, like, it's it's locked into the the music but and the guitars actually like bring a lot of color into the songs i really like in like unsmart lady they, there's a great guitar line that just you know adds all the color because her vocals are so deadpan and um, yeah the bass is just kind of grooving stuff like it's if it was just bass and drums like you could you know you could do anything over it like it's very groovy back bed um, but like yeah they just it just all together it's just i'm just so excited by this album i just find it so uh so fascinated by it like every time i listen to it i'm like getting a new thing out of it and like when it starts you start listening to it it's quite uh what you call it like you know see might seem quite monotonous like if you give it that second listen you'll be like oh whoa i love that line or like something will just hit you out of left field and i'm just really excited to see where this where this woman her name, her name is florence i think where she goes from here like as an as an artist as a writer like because i feel like it's it's such a fresh like writer you know what i mean i feel like if, if a Nick Cave or a David Bowie or someone, you know, made an album, you know, everyone kind of listens to every word they say. It's like, wow, this is such an insight. Yeah, but like, this is like breath. that, except it's really mundane and dumb. 
but that's kind of the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's it, what would be song to it's check like out really now, actually, just to hear it, just because like... I think the first song, I think the first song is brilliant, Scratch Card Lanyard, just so you can hear her talking about like, I'm okay, I just need to eat an old sandwich from my bag. Like that line just is so funny. We comes, can't open the door, can't feel cancel. It'll be okay, I just need to be weird and hide for a bit and eat an old sandwich from my bag. I've come here to make a ceramic shoe and I've come to smash what you made. I've come to learn how to mingle. I've come to learn how Wow, to... her voice is really droll, isn't it? Yeah, it's so like understate, like monotone. Kind of like, I don't even want to be, I'm so cool, I don't want to be here type of voice. Yeah, but but at the same time, the thing that I love is like, it has that cool thing, but the lyrics are so dorky and so like honest. Do you know what I mean? Like this is like, there is no like, this is like life off of social media. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all just like everyday shit. Like there's a song where she's like, you know, packing up stuff from her ex's place and she's like what about those sausages what about the mayonnaise and it's like you know it should it shouldn't it shouldn't it, it tells the story through like the details as opposed to like you know direct lines yeah, or whatever no, that that actually sounds right up my alley i think i'd really like that but there's, there's that a lot going on in the guitars and what's really impressive is it's basically for for the most part it's just one guitar the bass drums a little bit of keys a little bit of percussion or whatever that you know does add a lot but like the guitar like these guys live will be so easy to translate this like this will sound the same live because it's so simple it's just it's very straightforward as i say i can't wait to see where they go from here is you know what i mean this isn't a a debut is it it's like the strokes and it's very back to basics it's a debut is it a debut oh wow there's there's a bit like where it's like in it's like this just comes out of nowhere in the painting's foreground, at the bottom, it's is a famous anamorphic, which, when viewed sidelong, is revealed to be a human skull. That seems like a lot of garlic. Is the next line? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what I'm talking about here. It's like it when you read a line out on its own, it maybe doesn't seem like you know anything worth a note. But it's yeah. like the combination of these like things where like you get the sense this person like thinks a lot they have a lot of opinions they have a lot of stuff but like they're jumping between like that and like what they like what food they let go off in the fridge do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I love it um and it feels very it's a perfect kind of like pandemic sort of album where it's like you just it's like it feels very like normal life very mundane mm. but there's something so like revolutionary about that hearing it now and it's like ah oh, like this person is literally singing about sausages do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, but uh, my third uh, album for album of the year so far, and it probably honestly, it probably will. Like, I don't know if my next three, my next, my next three, I year. love so much that if something beats this out in a top ten spot, I'll be highly surprised. But it's um, it's the body. All I've seen, uh, sorry, I have seen all I need to see. Uh, it was released in January by Thrill Jockey and. Like for anybody who doesn't know the body, I think the best way to describe their music is misanthropy. They, uh, they fucking hate people. <laughs> like, uh, so the, the two guys, it's a duo. So like Lee, Buf- Lee, Buf- uh, B-U-F-O-R-D and, um, 
Bufford, Bufford and uh, Chip King. So I think Chip King's like the head kind of songwriter. So the two guys, I think they've been going since 1999. Mm. And like, I'd say like they're, they're classed as a metal band, but honestly, they're kind of in the realm of like Mersbow, Mersbow and like Prurient in that, like they're very much, it is very much like doom metal. Like it has the structures of doom metal, but if it was like they're just they just make mental fucking noises but like i was listening to i was watching an interview with chip king who as i said like he's the head songwriter and he described their music as like basically it's 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 music written by two people who who um uh really really hate uh earth and uh, no not earth hate hate mankind i think that we're like a scourge to humanity and like they do not mince words with their lyrics their lyrics are intense like really intense um and kind of like like not to i wouldn't i would basically i wouldn't listen to them if you were you know um there's a very particular mood to listen to the body but it's it's grim it's really fucking grim like it's 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 uh i hate this earth and i hate everybody on a kind of music it's aggressive as fuck um they're intense uh, I won't. I'm not even going to pretend that they don't. So okay. I came. I give me, give me a snippet. I, yeah, give I'll give you a snippet. snippet. I'll give you a snippet before I before to... I talk about it, which will kind of put it into context. So the the um, I haven't even got into like how I heard about them or anything because I am very excited to talk about them because I've never really had the opportunity to actually talk about them with anybody. But um, so Ch- uh, Chip King, who does the vocals, they do this kind of like wailing noise. So it's unlike they're they're unlike anything you've ever heard, but you'll hear this kind of like if you listen to Zach, listen to Tied Up and Locked In, listen to the first thirty seconds. I didn't were you talking yeah no because i was just uh lost in in that it's cool though isn't it it's a cool that sounds like that sounds like the demon hordes approaching <laughs> but not not in the way that iron maiden or like i don't know amana marth or whatever band wants you to believe it's like in the reality like the brutal like demon hordes are approaching that's the music that you hear it's in that fidelity it, it, that crunchiness it is cool oh as fuck God. isn't it like just the level the level <sighs> yeah. but the wailing kind of scares yeah me. it is it's it's terrifying yeah. music like it's not something that i would i wouldn't i wouldn't sit there going hey go listen to the body today i think it would be an amazing amazing start to a sunday morning walk. oh absolutely with the with the birds chirping and everything. About eleven o'clock <laughs> sunshine. Yeah, or not eleven. I don't know. Whenever. Time. I guess I was like a Sunday morning is always a late morning for me. But yeah. So like like for um, for anybody yeah. for anybody who oh, still God. hasn't caught on about how intense these guys are. So um, I came about them because they did um, two. Um, so they're 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 really famous for doing kind of like they're famous for just being intense, intense as fuck. But and really, really experimental and really creative. Like they will, they they make they create noises by really pushing the boundaries of like pedals and uh, soundboards yeah, and stuff. The, but they did like the music. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say like it's recorded in a strange way. Like, you know, it's not just heavy like, like heavy sake. Like they've messed with the. It sounds like they've messed with the mechanics of the, like the actual microphones or but whatever. The, like they've done stuff to it. 
that it sounds yeah no it's weird. nuts like distortion on everything so like but not in the just over distorted way the first the first way i've heard about them i heard about them first with um they had a they had an album called no one deserves happiness highly recommend super fun and uh then they had a they had a <laughs> they had cheesy. a collaborative album so they're really they're really famous for collaborations they did a collaborative album with uh thou and as you know like zach will know this i'm a enormous fan of thou and then I'm even a bigger fan of Full of Hell. So they have two collaborative mm. albums with Full of Hell called One Day You're, You Will Ache Like I Do. And then um, Ascending a, Mount, a, Mountain of, um, Ascending a Mountain of Heavy Light, which has, in my opinion, one of the best uh, experimental metal songs ever on it, which is Earth is a Cage. Um, would highly recommend. But I have two other albums on vinyl. So I have... Uh, I have fo- is that a Flat Earth anthem or what's the crack like? No, What? No. <laughs> No, it's not. Is that, is that a flat Earth anthem? Uh, no. <laughs> no, but uh, they have. It's not. A, it's not flat. It's a it's cube. A cube. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like they have. They also. That's why you don't fall off the edge. Obviously, gravity <laughs> keeps you to the side of the cube. They also have uh, collaborative albums with uh, Uniform, who are really who I love as well. They're kind of industrial, kind of a god fleshy sound band. But um, so the last one that I heard by them was uh, I have fought against it, but I can't any longer. And I was like, they can't really top this. And in my opinion, all I've seen, I need to see. Um, I think they've definitely topped it. I just think, I don't think there's anything as kind of just bleak and horrible as this album. And I know like people are going like, why is it, why is he saying those words? And this is recommended. Album. It's just, it's the album is a trip basically. But I think like the best way to kind of summarize how it actually sounds is that it opens up with this kind of like really eerie kind of vocal sample of a poem written by Douglas Dunn called the the kaleidoscope and it was written the the guy wrote it after his um, wife sadly passed away but this is the poem that opens up this album and this really brings you into it as and this is this album as like as i said at the beginning is not an album for the faint of heart it's a really intense album but the poem is to climb these stairs again bearing a tray might be to find you pillowed with your books your inventories listing gra- uh, gowns and frocks as if preparing for a holiday or turning for the landing, I might find my presence watched through your kaleidoscope. A symmetry of husbands, each redesigned in lovely forms of foresight, prayers and hopes. I climb these stairs a dozen times a day, and by the open window, wait, looking at it where you died. My hands become a tray, offering me my flesh, my soul, my skin. Grief wrongs us so. I wait, I stand and wait, and cry for the absurd forgiveness, not knowing why. Like, it's so fucking bleak. His themes are kind of like, just like complete nihilism. It's just and but the I like that's just the lyrics alone. Like the second song only has three lyrics, um, three lines of lyrics, which will I will die alone, I will die from you, ashes, dust, and thirst. That's that's the three lyrics for the the second song. So as I said, relentlessly bad, relentlessly hard album. But it's just it's the hypnoticness of like these heavy kind of fucking cool drums and just this like there's this sense of like the music is constantly like pulsing and alive when you're listening to it. I don't know wh- what they did while they were making it but it's just this um kind of foreboding kind of constant sense of like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck the entire time you're listening to it it's it's a it's it's an experience listen to it as an experience like i can't really describe but um it's probably one of these albums that you'd listen to like three or four times and go i'm never putting myself through that again it's so intense but um I highly recommend it. I think it's amazing. Um, so like the, the, the <laughs> also I haven't bought it on vinyl yet. And the reason why I haven't on vinyl, bought it on vinyl is because the level of distortion and heaviness, Zach, you probably heard it there yourself would probably break my speakers. Yeah. It's just 
it's just such a the, it's such a unique sounding kind of like for anybody who's listened to Merzbau or um or Sono would be a big one like there's a lot I think there's a lot of sun like drone kind of metal droning stuff uh stuff going on in it or kind of like yeah like I would say that kind of stuff it's this glitchy kind of uncompromising sound the whole way through it but uh like the three songs that I would say to check out if you're going to check it out would be uh the handle the blade um then the second would be tied up and locked in and then finally uh the city is shelled I think is a fucking amazing song but uh yeah that's my that's my uh third pick um <laughs> again uh, it's i wouldn't that was yeah it's, the it's an, gates of mordor <laughs> i don't even know if there's gates well they build gates and then they go open them god damn it with that i'm still shook it's it's i've been reading a lot of the wheel of time at the moment and it sounds like you need to they need to amazon who are making a adaptation of the wheel of time you need to take that for as the a blueprint monsters yeah. and demon hordes and stuff well, yeah man, you can't wow. deny that it's it sounds like nothing you've ever heard before like it's like it's no it, do, it really doesn't it doesn't sound like conventional metal anyway and i i have listened to a metal but in my life i've listened to some like even the wailing like there's there are wretched vocals in it but that wailing and it's that consistent wailing the whole way through just makes it all mm. more eerie because it's this kind of like ah, like but like obviously more it, but it's it's not conventionally heavy but for whatever reason the way that yeah. it is within the music with within those kind of those crazy drums and that that distortion and those weird kind of pulsing noises it just makes it to add to that all the level more creepy and just unnerving and just horrible but if i think if you isolated that vocal it probably wouldn't sound all that terrifying but it's just it's the in the context of what it's been mm. played in it's just mental but uh, yeah that's my that's that's my album number 3 anyway but um anyway we're on to your album we're on to your album number two man your turn album number two so this next one um i don't have the actual album so i drew a little picture (laughs) that's adorable oh i know do you know what i actually i actually saw you listening to it today on spotify and i was just like He's uh, that's definitely one of his picks because my god I accidentally spilled some of my <laughs> uh, can on it which has made actually a lovely like little finishing touch yeah, I it's, think. it suits it it suits like the vibe the but by the way for anybody who hasn't or the earth and the for, moon for anybody who hasn't um, noticed what Zach has picked oh yes it must, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've drawn I've drawn a, a poor amateur uh, sketch of the album cover uh, you still haven't said what the album is. <laughs> it's uh, Nick Cave and Warren G. Uh, Warren Warren Ellis, not yeah, who Warren the fuck G. Is Warren G. Uh, although <laughs> Warren G. <laughs> is he not a rapper or something? Uh, Nate Dog and Warren G. <laughs> Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Nate Dog and Warren yeah, G. That's what I that, that is my review. <laughs> that's my review. Regulators. Regulators. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, moving swiftly <laughs> on, I would love to hear Warren Ellis collaborate with like, I don't know, uh, Dr. Dre or like a real G-funk like beat with like Warren Ellis playing his like little violin on top. <laughs> I don't know why it's little. Why does Warren Ellis have a little violin? Is he a small man with <laughs> a little violin? Um, yes, sorry. Nick Cave, Warren Ellis. Uh, first album that's not a soundtrack that they've released under their names. Normally Nick Cave 
it's Nick Cave and they the did Bad Lawless Seeds together, has been since they? like 1984. Yeah, they did Lawless together. They did like, uh, what's that one? The Proposition. They did loads of, like, they're amazing. Yeah. If you don't know who they are, uh, Nick Cave is a sort of, was a kind of punk, like gothy sort of singer, has now kind of matured into sort of the realm of a Leonard Cohen-y, uh, Tom Waitsy sort of songwriter. Yeah, he's between he's like, those two, I think was the best way to put him. Definitely, like he's still, but he still has that. Very, he still has that very much that punk element to him, which is fantastic. Yeah, which he had kind of lost over his not lost, but like you know the last. So the last ten years, the last decade for Nick Cave has been you know really tragic, and like more people probably know of that than any of his songs in a way. It was like his his son and everything, and the two albums that followed from that, which you know was like a tough tough decade. My God, but those three albums musically. Um, were much softer than Nick Cave has kind of done before. And then this year, this album comes out and it's like, it's, it still takes, it still takes the sort of musical, like, cla- like ethereal sort of lovely angelic vibe of his last his stuff is very sort of listenable music that he's released. And it kind of adds a bit more of the punk Nick back into it. Yeah. The lyrics are, are sort of more, they're they're at, they're somehow equally like more focused and also more broad. You know, they're not just about like grief. But the main thing I took away from this album was like it feel it's very much like his pandemic album. And Nick Cave is a guy as well. Like you know, he's he's a man of kind of many talents. And one of his big things now is being the Red Hand Files, where it's like an almost kind of like agony ant form that he has on his website, where people will ask him questions. He's I think I'm not sure when he started it, but you know, people and he ask actually him questions. And he'll just reply to people at random. Oh yeah, yeah. He he runs this I've the never whole time. Heard you know, this. it's always turned into a bloody fucking enemy article or something that pops up. Like like they'll just take off word for word, copy that, and call it journalism. Like you know yeah. the, the thing. But you know he like you know he's a guy who thinks a lot. He's a, a pensive kind of man. But like this album, I haven't even talked about the music yet. Um, it's 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 soft at times, but then at times it's got a real say punky thing. I think there's there's an elephant in the room with it, and that's the song "White Elephant." is just incredible. It's I if you have to listen to a song, listen to that one. Genuinely, think that's one of the best songs written of this year. The lyrics in that song are fucking. I think so. If not the last like few the, years, the the I, the lyrics. I, I know this is your part, and I'm interrupting, but just when you sent when you sent that album to me, I was like, "Fucking hell!" It's so ton in cheek and e- like expertly written, like expertly written. I'll let you. I'll let you. Sorry for interrupting. And it's very direct for a guy like Nick Cave, who norm. No, you're grand. No, no, this is what it's all about, man. Uh, for a guy like Nick Cave, who who can write very abstract or in like stories that like you don't like, he'll write in like fables and stuff like of like he'll take an ancient Greek story and like turn it into a song from a new perspective or something. You know, you don't really know what a lot of the time what he's trying to say. The whole his whole thing is kind of you kind of listen and and have your own thoughts along with this. You know, it's kind of that sort of music. but. Like some of the lines in in that white elephant. I mean, it's it's kind of about the sort of Black Lives Matter movement, which is like you know he's never I don't, from as far as I can recall, he's never been so like overtly referencing a kind of political thing. Mm. But it's like you don't know in this song, and it doesn't matter. You don't know like if he is the cop, if he is the protester, if he is like where what his who is he singing from? But it's but that's brilliant what's fantastic because, about like, it. It's just so. The hairs on your back go up when, like, he says the the line. He's like, he's like, what does he say? He says, 
I'll just read out this yeah, verse. It's just you can just read when you read it out. It makes I'm a Botticelli Venus with a penis riding an enormous scalloped fan. <laughs> I'm a seafoam woman rising from the spray, and I'm coming to do you harm. With a gun in my pants full of elephant tears and a seahorse on each arm, with my elephant gun of tears, I'll shoot you all for free. If you ever think about coming around here, I'll shoot you in the fucking face if you think about coming around here. If you ever think of coming around here, I'll shoot you in the fucking face if you think of coming around here. I'm a nice sculpture melting in the sun. I'm a nice sculpture with an elephant gun. It is so intense. Doesn't he repeat, I'll shoot you in the fucking face quite a bit afterwards as well? Yeah, he, he kind of repeats on that. And he's like, I'm an ice sculpture melting in the sun. I'm an ice sculpture with an elephant gun. Like, yeah, he's basically a ticking clock. It's just something. His aggression yeah, is a ticking clock. But then yeah. the amazing thing about the song is like the transition. There's like this end bit that's so gospel and uplifting and like it's so hopeful. And it's, it like takes all this like rage and like what feels like just this current discourse online of people just being aggressive, or whatever. And it's just like, trying to unite people in like this sort of positive, like we will get to a good place in the end. And I think this whole album really is like, it's hit, it's him as a man who's like dealt with a lot of loss in his life. It's like his musings on the collective loss that like the world has kind of been through, I think in the last year, because he only wrote this during the pandemic and stuff. And it's not as direct as that, you know, it's like, that's how what I take from it is like, you know, he's, he's singing about like the, all the things we're missing, all the things that we have, but also the things we have to look forward yeah. to. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 really spiritual or something. And this sounds so wanky, but like it's it's that kind of music. Like that's what I think he kind of goes for. It's this kind of like gospel sort of spiritual, like this is kind of a mass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is a church, like um as well, like he he's able to like deliver these like really like he'll do these weird, like, you know, poetic, like very much painting a scene in, out in the song, you know, where you don't really know what the point of it is sometimes, but like, that's just, he's just making a clear a picture, but then he'll come out with a line like, and it's only love with a little bit of rain. And I hope to see you again. Yeah, and like, that just floors me when he sings that. Cause it's like, it's, it's like everyone kind of feels that right now. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I hope to see you again. It's so simple, but it's true. Yeah. It's completely true. It's, uh, I'd love this I can't even think of the amount of pipe um, people that I haven't seen the, over this year. That I, that I would see on a very yeah. regular basis. Like The only thing I would say as a drawback of this album is I think that the, I think White Elephant is almost like, I adore this album. I really do. But I think White Elephant is like, it stands out so much. Like, and I don't think there's anything that comes close except for maybe the title track Carnage. I don't think anything comes close to like the scale and the like impact of that mm. song. Like that song is like, it's maybe like it's like it's similar if it gave me similar feelings to this is america yes i completely understand that yeah so, i completely understand that it, it, but as well i mean like it's not to discredit the music like the actual instruments and like the layers and the orchestration it's just gorgeous start to finish Um, it's got a bit more of like old school nick cave like well i say old school like i mean before the last decade like the abattoir blues and that sort of like you know punky sort of folk blues thing that he kind of did some a little bit there kind of comes back in but with like electric drums anyway it's i highly recommend that everyone should listen to that song white elephant and it's not i suppose you know it's not a song where like you have to like the the point of the song is not the 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 you know controversial kind of verses it's the sort of end it's the like 
the, the, the chorus of voices like together in a kind of harmony and peace. And, you know, it sounds so cheesy, but I think in contrast to like how grim and like hair raising the first half of the song is compared to that is like this weird payoff that for me is just like, oh, it's like that song at a gig. If he yeah, like, fuck bloody, me, that'd be amazing. He fucking headlines EP. I could imagine they might with his last few albums, they might put him as a Sunday night EP if they could, if they could afford him or whatever, if he's free. And that song would be... Yeah, it'd be mental. Amazing. Very, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be an intense song. It is an intense song. It's a fantastic song as well, though. Like, it was it was kind of one of those songs, like, the first time I heard it, I had goosebumps. Yeah. He, he keeps referencing, like, similar things in all the songs, which kind of ties them together. Like, he'll be like, you know, there's a kingdom. He'll keep saying there's a kingdom. And, you know, I'm not very, like, Christian or whatever, but I do think that, you know, when there's there's a nice kind of, like, you know, concept of like a kingdom is like a kingdom, I suppose sounds monarchy, but like a, a place of where, a, like an equal yeah, world, yeah. a happy world, even though it's kingdom is not actually that, which is funny enough. But I think that's the meaning of it in like Christianity, where like everyone is a king or whatever, everyone is among equals. But he keeps kind of referencing that and also like the sun, but also it's like you can't raise the sun, you can't escape that. It's like <laughs> he'll say sun, and like I don't know if he means his son or the son, oh, shit, yeah. and I don't know if I don't know if you're meant to know. It's like it's a you know, ambiguity like to that, it. that still carries through in his music, but in, in a way where it's like, he's not writing about those things, but it seems to still come out like the same sort of honesty, I guess, this sort of honest approach to songwriting, even though he's quite abstract in his, you know, stories or whatever. But I, I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend. Um, maybe sometimes it can be too intense of an album if you're like, not in a, not in a, in a certain way, if you're feeling really, really sad, maybe don't listen to it. Yeah. But if you're just feeling like you want to be inspired, definitely listen to it. Like it's brilliant. All right. Well, like I'll I'll go with album. I should probably say that for the body as well. If you're depressed, don't listen to the body. Um, and if you're depressed, definitely don't listen to this one, which is um, poor uh, portrayal of guilt. Uh, we are alone is the name of this album. Uh, it was released in February by Closed Casket Activities. So um, these guys, I actually got to meet them when I when, when I the night that I met. So the night that I met Touche More and Death Heaven, I also met these guys. So they were the supporting actor for Touche More and Death Heaven on their joint tour in Paris. And um, I was extremely drunk when I met them. Uh, <laughs> and um, like I mean, extremely <laughs> drunk. And they play. I think like the best way to kind of simplify it, like. They play like hardcore punk, um, but like it's blackened. So like it, it has like it's 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 very much black metal, but it's, it is hardcore punk with the two of them combined. So it's a three piece. And I met them uh, and was like, uh, they're from Texas. And I was like, I didn't know this type of music came out of Texas as if I'd been living there for 10 years. Um, and they they, they, <laughs> they were like, go away. But uh, they are probably the most relentlessly heavy group I've ever heard. Um, to put it bluntly, they are like I think like I'm like sonically, sonically. Barra, I feel like I've heard that from you. No, every this year. is like, well. I I always I always heaviest. find these guys are. Is it like hot sauces? In yeah, it is like is hot sauces. It, is it similar to it hot is, sauces? Yeah, that's very accurate. But uh, <laughs> you're just gonna keep going to the next heaviest one, like. So like I think the body like like emotionally would be very heavy. These guys sonically are ridiculous. So there's a song the so when I saw them they had a song called um what is it? Uh, the end of man will bring peace to the earth was was this song and I swear to god it's one of the heaviest songs I've ever heard. I genuinely. But um 
so yeah, they play they play hardcore punk um, with black metal. There's a bit of power violence into it. There's there's some noise stuff, not too much, but it's basically like what is the most what is the what is the best way that we can make this the most disgusting, heavy fucking thing that we can ever heard and be just relentless the whole way through. Um, all these things that I'm saying are good uh, in uh, like in terms of metal. There, it's 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 just. Like the lead singer, like Matt King, um, who was also the guitarist, he has these like shredded vocals and it's, it's that screamo vocal. And I mean like real screamo. I don't mean like when you were like 16 and someone, oh, my chemical romance or screamo. I mean like it's this re- like high pitch, wretched, awful sounding stuff. And it's just amazing. Um, and it comes at such a fucking speed and the drumming is ins- insane on this album. Like, I mean, like it's, it's, um, you kind of got, you got your blast beats, but you have like he mixes it up in such a way that it ne- it's never boring like the, the just cuz sometimes i think when you get when you get albums this heavy sometimes i think people will just rely on you know the guitar driven stuff and very much just how wretched and awful the vocals can be mm-hmm. um they don't really the drumming can also just it can just be that kind of like blast beat the whole time and there's never really much variation uh the drummer uh, what's his name um I can't remember his name, but he throws in he throws in a good bit of like variation that it's interesting the whole way through. And by the way, the album's really short. It's only thirty. It's mm. it's less than thirty minutes. So like most songs range from like three minutes to four minutes, and then there's like a couple of minute and a half tracks on it. But um, it basically what it does is with the short time length is it starts off, it tells you exactly what it is, and then it finishes. There's no fucking there's no filler in this whatsoever. It is balls to the wall, just bang 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 bang. But in terms of like lyricism, it's very similar to the body in that it's basically, I don't want to be on this earth anymore. I hate humans. Um, us as a society and humans are pieces of shit. We treat each other like pieces of shit. Um, I would say that it's like, I'd say that it's, it kind of verges on the depressive state. So like probably maybe trigger warning if you're not fully uh, okay, don't listen to this album because it is extremely depressing um, to put it bluntly. But it is again like, it's just amazing. Like it's just ridiculously heavy. Like there's there's lyrics like uh, the rope grows tighter around my hands behind my back, pulling just hard enough to break the skin. We step near the water. I feel the rope loosen. I lie motionless. The tape is removed from my eyes, from my mouth, to reveal the devil himself. So it's this kind of like there's this very existentialism stuff in it that like it's this kind of you're in this void of like uh, is there any point to is there any happiness in the, is the world to be found at all and it, it never really re- relents on that kind of theme whatsoever and then like one of the songs that I love on a masochistic oath Is, is is one of these songs where you really hear the black metal influence. So like if you really like Bathory or like Emperor, mm-hmm. you kind of hear that kind of like that chugginess to it. But you also hear like really, really strong elements of hardcore. So I think people who are, if they're really, really into like extremely heavy hardcore, they'd really, really, really love this album. And then like, uh, like again, like, vocals the the lyrics the lyrics from this from masochist are like i'm a masochist in my blood i bathe drowning in my own self-hatred i can feel my lungs as begin to fail 
bathing in agony, covered in shame. This burden will, of living never seems to end. So it is very like it's, and then I think the finals, mm. final line that is a dialogue. It, it's, it's, it's not, as I said, not for the Ray face of heart, shine. but just the <laughs> level of kind of like of how they're able to mix it up are, are seamlessly able to blend stuff that never seems like it's tacked on. It never seems it's like, oh, we should throw in a hardcore element here or, oh, we should put in some power violence here. But it just, the, the way they blend it is done seamlessly but as i said it's 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 um it's a pretty fucking it's a heavy album um i'd highly recommend it that was uh again demon gates are opening that yeah i remember showing them to owen the forge and owen the forge is like it's kind of cool that you can actually hear the um the hardcore elements but he goes like holy fuck that's insanely heavy and by the way they're just yeah. as intense live they're 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 amazing live it's crazy the amount of noise they can make with just three guys on stage as well. But anyway, that's my pick, pick wow. number two. The, my only complaint about this album, actually, uh, the 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 Portrait of Guilt album, is that the album cover is really uh, shit. Like that's my only complaint because they've had they've had they've had really good kind of album covers that kind of think perfectly um, kind of pick the band out. But this one is just it's a it's like the girl from it's like a twin from The Shining with purple skin in some fucking. Oh, that's it's shit, shit isn't it's it? Shy, it I, I don't think it does It looks like a compilation for Billie Eilish Yes music. Like a bad it's compilation really annoying Do you know because what I mean If in like 20 years There's a genre for Billie Eilish And they make a shitty compilation Like It's, it's, it's like now. I'm going to be edgy And like the, this This that's is what I love about this band Is that they're, they're Yeah they, the, the kind of the, the area that they're in Within the music kind of uh, Spectrum is You could get really cringy And their lyrics are on the potential of kind of like I'm writing these super dark and twisted lyrics for the sake of writing super dark and twisted lyrics. But I actually think they have a bit of genuine, genuine kind of feel to them. But then you see the album cover and you're like, oh, you ruined it. Like that's my only complaint is, you know, just that the album cover could have been a bit cooler, but um, that's my, that's my second yeah. pick anyway. Okay. Um, so this may come as a surprise to you, Barra, and to many other people. <laughs> It's a band I don't really know much about. Um, they seem quite, uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's your boys. It's the boys, King Gizzard, <laughs> with LW. Oh, you went with and LW. I'll just preface because any friends, yeah, because KG was last year, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, just yeah, preface. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. By saying to any friends who are listening, I'm self-aware. I am a robot that will take over the information highways self-aware as fuck that I go on about this band too much. <laughs> but what I would say is normally as much as I love them, whenever they've for as long as I've known them since like 2016 or so, every time they've released an album, it's never been like my favorite album and it's still only fucking April or whatever. It's never always been my favorite album. There's always something else that like to me is just like a better start to finish. Mm. Listen, but I just love how creative they are between albums and all this. But what I would say is this album, I think is one of their best. I don't know if it's my favorite of theirs, but I just think it's one of their best albums. It is like, it's, it's the only thing I can think that's like similar, but like not because they sound so like, like themselves. There's nobody really sounds like them, especially on this, because this album's a bit like a greatest hits of songs that they made up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's dipping in and out of all the different things they did. It's not doing that much like new stuff, but it kind of is. 
for for them, I mean, not for other music, but because this band has seventeen albums. Is that how much they're on? And they, I they, they, they generally like never or something. Yeah, this is the seventeenth. No, and like they're a band that like f- for as much as you might think they sound kind of the same. No, they don't. Like they really never they never make an album the same twice. But this the last two albums, KG and LW, which KG was released last year and LW this year, are kind of a double album greatest hits. All I'd say is just this album has so much to me. It's important to note if you're going to listen to it or any of the stuff from th- these three, the two albums they have and this other one is that they're microtonal, which if you're a fan of the band, you're sick of hearing people having to explain this on like things. But like basically in Western music, I'll use the guitar, for example, just to get it across. There are 12 notes possible, basically in Western scales, which is like... Right, that's all you can do. So every song is a combination of like one of those things that I just played in Western music. But they've played, they've changed their guitars to play notes in between that. So they doubled the amount of notes basically. It's trying to make this simple. So this song, this album, basically, this music, when you first kind of hear it, it sounds kind of weird. And you're like, that sounds kind of out of tune. Or like, oh, I don't know, like it's kind of weird. But as a guy who's listened to the, the first album they did of this in 2017 got so used to that one having then heard these two albums like some people say oh they sound the same like the first one and I'm like no they're completely different like these are different songs they're so different in what they're trying to do they're all they're like they're much like more poppier brighter like fully arranged and the only thing I could think that's kind of similar is like it's a bit of a Radiohead in rainbows kind of thing where like for me this album LW it's like so much ear candy, like so many little parts that just like slot in so nicely or like groove or like add colors or like so much stuff uh, goes on in this uh, this album. Each song is its own like style kind of, but it flows pretty well into each other. Um, like the standout for me is the song Static Electricity. mental it's like if dr dre made a middle eastern song um (laughs) that's such a good way of describing it like but but also like that's like it's also kind of like groovy and like maybe queens of the stone agey but i guess queens of stone age can sound kind of middle but it's it's just the last the end of the song is thrilling like i cannot wait it's going to happen where there's going to be at some festival no, if this is the second time I mentioned festivals, I fucking love being at music in a oh, crowd of people doesn't. that like are not like necessarily familiar with the band, but like the band kind of brings them on. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like it's like I don't know this band, but I'm getting into this. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's the best feeling I think when you're just dancing to something that you don't really know, but like you're having so much fun. When they play this song at a festival, people are gonna walk away and be like, "Oh my god!" Like that. Like, but that, the whole song is like a weird slippery st- snake. Like it just it literally slips around the time signatures are bizarre but like it works it's it feels very like you can bob your head to it even though the music is like repeating at strange points as a person who um kind of dips their finger into king is it in the lizard Wizard and enjoys them like i do genuinely enjoy them but i find it like i find with the band just because they have so much material it's kind of daunting to try and get into them 
I think this is a really good, the, obviously um, mm. KG is brilliant. I think KG is amazing, but this album is, it's just so good as well. And it's, 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 it's odd sounding, but it's not so odd that I think it would throw people off. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's that perfect level. See, of, I think that's the, the microtones. I think, I think that's the thing, like the, the actual, cause they, we're not used to hearing yeah. that sound. It's like if someone started adding, it's like with an alphabet, you start using different like symbols and stuff. It's like, we don't use them. So we're not familiar. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what an A with the like circle above it sounds like. I just don't know, you know, but it's kind of similar where, but for me, I'm used to it now. And now when I hear, funny enough, they have opened the door for me to like, when I hear stuff that's kind of Middle Eastern, like Dead Can Dance or whatever, heard in the shop the day, oh, which I know right. they're like a white yeah, brand or whatever, but. Regardless, if I'm hearing this kind of these microtones now, I love them. Like it's like it makes sense. It's like I've discovered a new spice yeah, yeah. in in songs, and it's you know, and like so I've listened this out. Like this came out in the same day as Nick Cave, and they're both two of my favorite artists. Which normally, yeah, it's hmm, the, mental day. <laughs> I listen to this so much more than the Nick Cave one at the start, but it's just because it's just so much ear candy. Like, but the only thing I would say um, is that. The last song is. You, are you familiar with the last song? Uh, I'm going to say no for the sake of the the, the podcast. <laughs> okay, the last song is like so. The rest of the album is not that heavy. It's like quite like groovy, Middle Eastern sounding. Is the only way I can, which doesn't. It is kind of a problematic way of saying it because it's not really Middle Eastern, but it's yeah, just like know, the scale yeah, kind of sounds mean, like yeah. that because it's the only reference you have for it. But like the songs, like some of them sound like '90s, like dinosaur juniory sort of songs some of them sound like kind of tools some of them sound like kind of pop songs you know what i mean like it's it, it's weird but they've got this same kind of tuning but the last song is like this kind of really heavy sort of proggy metal kind of song that's like eight minutes long and the only criticism i'd say is like as if you were to listen to just this lw album that song sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. It's like, it's like a meme how it doesn't flow as the rest of it does. And it kind of really annoys me. But if I listen, if I listen to, which this is the second half of a double album, but like they're both kind of standalone. You don't really need to listen to both or you don't need to listen to both to enjoy it. But if you, li- if you listen to the first one and then this one, it's an amazing ending, but as just a half, it's like, it's, a, it's like, Jesus, it's so much like, but it's kind of like that last song. It's almost like they've written their own wrestling entrance music. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like when they come out to a gig now, it's going to be that because they just sing KGLW, like which is their initials. Yeah, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like a wrestling theme song. Yeah, no, like, I get it. That's exactly all I think of is like about, yeah. Triple H. <laughs> but yeah, and then also like the first song is like starts really noisy, but then it goes into this like almost like home shake or like. So they've had a, you know, unknown mortal orchestra, like quaint little janky indie song, you know, yeah, funky, yeah. funky kind of psychedelic song. And it's, it sounds really off the first time you hear it. Cause again, the keys are kind of pitched weirdly, but like it, it, it's very charming. Like after you listen to it a few times, you're like, Ooh, lovely. Mm. And it just flows so nicely from the album before and into this one. Um, I just think it's like, as I say, ear candy is how I put it. The lyrics are actually great as well, but with the, with them, I find you never really pay attention to the lyrics because the way they sing is very like blunt, like an instrument. Like it's it doesn't it whereas it doesn't have like much like nuance to the way, except for like certain singers in the band. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, by and large, it's just like words as as like music, not as like words. But the lyrics are actually pretty good. But yeah, 
if you ever, I know I've rattled about this band and I try not to, I really do. But if you ever were curious to dip your finger in, if you like Radiohead, I think is the only thing I can think of for this album, not all their other stuff. But this album reminds me of Radiohead in, in just the way of all these different parts and different, like, like I don't know, just it's its own kind of universe mm. of music. It's its own thing. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't have many people that sound that similar. Obviously, you get Muse that sound like Radiohead, but, you know, whatever. Like, it's, it's a weird one, but my God, I just can't stop listening to it still. And that's me, like. That's you. So that's your number one pick of the, of the year so far. So, uh, so, we'll far. Move, so we'll pick my one. Now, mine is by uh, Mare Cognitum. Uh, the album's called Solar Paroxysm. So uh, this is a black metal band. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, but the um, it's a one-man <laughs> black metal band. So one-man black metal bands was kind of like, you used to see it quite a bit in the 90s and the early 90s. You don't really see it as much more. So I recently started getting into like one-man black metal bands. So like uh, Mismore would be one. I think it's amazing like Karn C-A-I-R-N was probably one of the best metal albums I heard last year if not my, my favorite metal albums last year but I thought these guys when I heard about these guys Merrick Ogdentum I was described that it was like it's a sci-fi black metal album and I was just like what the fuck does that even what does that even sound like so was very interested was very interested in it and when I heard it was by one man it was by one man who did oh he did the drumming he did the bass he did the guitar did the vocals, everything. His name's Jacob. Um, B-U-C-Z-A-R-S-K. I'm not going to pronounce that because I'll fuck it up. But um, so it consists of five songs, uh, nearly an hour long. Um, and the artwork that I saw is this kind of like, I suppose, what's the best way to describe it? Like a, like an earth kind of imploding on itself, like the lava coming up and the lightning hitting the floor of it. And then when I started reading the lyrics to it and listening to it and and seeing people talk about it, it's essentially basically like an an epilogue to um to an earth ending in and of itself. So do you notice a theme here? Um, but uh, <laughs> that's my last three picks. Yeah. But basically, it's 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 a it's a it's a goodbye letter to a to a planet that has done nothing but like uh, destroy itself internally, whether it be like environmentally or um or socially or whatever um and then it's kind of like this but it's not all negative to say the least but it's about like trying to find beauty in like the cosmos further and hoping in my mind this is what i found is that hoping that there's beauty further on but from leaving a dead planet but it's very much ingrained in like sci-fi and Mm. cosmos and kind of this this, uh, this intr- intrigue to us out there, but at the same time condemning what was happening on the planet and basically being like, we could have said, like, it's very, it's very um, environmental kind of focused. It's like, we could have saved what we mm. had, but a couple of dickheads wouldn't play ball um, is, is kind of the, the, the main message from that I got with it. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, and what I love about it, it's like, it's five songs. It's nearly an hour, but it's never boring. Like it genuinely, it's never, ever boring. But um, like even on like the like as I said with the sci-fi theme, um, like the opening the some of the lyrics on the very on the very first song, which is Antarctarisian, which I don't know if that's a reference to Antarctica, but it's uh, we have unveiled the harrowing end of our world. We have foreseen the devouring of our galaxy. When the light has gone, so too will our memories. 
What is seen must never be forgotten. The wisdom of eternity we carry into the furthest reach of the cosmos, far away from our faded dying suns. So I actually, I thought the lyrics were actually really, really beautiful in a very bittersweet way, but they're also very kind of like, ooh, like they, they, mm. they could almost belong in Star Trek. But they're delivered with this kind of like wretched screaming, which is kind of like, no, like it's kind of, it's a very staple of black metal, the way that it's delivered. But they kind of throw in, he throws in these, lows like these really like heavy heavy lows every so often which kind of just break it up that little bit more just to make it really interesting so it's not just you're not dealing with the same kind of vocal mm. shred the whole time um now for people who aren't just in black metal at all this album won't really interest you that much to be perfectly honest but i don't think it's for anybody who wants to get into black metal i don't think it's as compromising and as complex um as say I don't think it's as like, so say for instance, like if you listen to bands like Dark Throne and Mayhem, like the 90s black metal, maybe even like Celtic Frost and that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff was, well, not Celtic Frost because that was first wave black metal, but second wave black metal, uh, like Emperor and all kind of stuff, that stuff was made to kind of force you out. The whole reason that the sound of it was basically like, we don't want fucking noob newbies and like, regular people coming in and listen to our genre so it was recorded in a particular way that would go no this will this will automatically make you not interested because it's so icy and raw it sounds like it was recorded with a potato um this this i'm not even messing like if you go back and listen to the old dark throne stuff um particularly um under a funeral moon this album is actually made in such a way the, the production on it is so tight and really, really, really good that it's that it's that perfect level of raw, but it's not as so raw. Like it's perfect level of raw and like super good production, but it's not that level of raw that would make you go mm. like as an outsider to heavy metal in my, and this is my opinion, by the way, anybody else can say whatever, but it does not basically go like, oh, fuck you. You could listen to this as an, as a person who's not normal to black, not black was not the norm. And I think you'd get it, and I think you would you would find success, especially if you're reading the lyrics while listening to it, because the while it is that kind of wretched vocal, uh, if you read the lyrics along with it, you can kind of make out what he is. And the lyrics are be- the lyrics are genuinely beautiful. They're about like dying stars and all this kind of like um, oh, what we could have done to save things. It's 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 existential, but at the same time, it's like it's like. We, we have the potential to change it and if we don't we can go to the cosmos is kind of what I got from it so it's not it's not doom and gloom it's not the body um, it's not portrayal of guilt though two of them are mm. the very beti- there's, there's an there's an, there is there. there is an optimism there that, that, that there, there's a potential to change and you can hear that through the music as well which um, I'll move on to now so like so as I said, the production is actually started. The voices are these high wretched screens with these lows, which is pr- fantastic. But the the drumming. So as I said, it's a one man band. So the the guy who's doing the drumming is the same guy who's doing the guitar. Is the same guy doing the bass. And what he does is, and it's, mm. it's the same kind of the thing that I said with did I say with Portrait of Guilt, in that it's like now these songs, like Portrait of Guilt songs, were you know they're, they're they're max maybe three minutes, four minutes. Most of the time they're a minute long. Uh, these songs are about ten minutes long each. It's five songs that make up an hour. Um, if not longer, but the what I find, like you'll find this a lot with some metal bands, which is say the thing I said with Betrayal of Guilt, is that they'll just do blast beats and it'll just be blast beats the whole time. 
and it doesn't really mm. change and it goes oh well it's the drumming so all we need is this kind of heavy i find like most bands go all we need is this kind of heavy not most bands but you have these bands go heavy 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 no one's really going to focus on the drums everyone wants to hear that kind of wretched vocal and this kind of cool like treble guitar picking guitar which is synonymous with black metal it's it's always treble picking but um he actually does it in such a way that um he's playing the drums and then he flips it every so often in these little bits that just makes it just that little bit more interesting. So you're not listening to the same repetitive kind of thing all the time. And it's never the same kind of drum tempo on every song. Everything is kind of mixed, which I really love. But the highlight of this album for me, like the real, real, real highlight in terms of the musicianship of it is the guitar work, because there's so much solos on this, like which you never really hear on black metal albums. You don't really, it's not, they're never really solo driven. Um, but the solos in this album, and mm. I'm not one for guitar solos, I'll be perfectly honest with you, but the guitar work throughout it is like, holy fuck, like really like, holy fuck. It's so good. And it makes it like, it makes songs that kind of like these heavy kind of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then these solos come in and they just lift it and they make you kind of, they do it so, so they do the lyrics such as that they lift it in that kind of way. That it's like, oh, this is where the positivity is. This is where the kind of like, the um not everything is fucked if essentially uh it just works so well and the, the, it's just yeah. and it's so seamless as well so um a highlight for me would be in terms of solo i have it written down here for you zach to listen to um terror Man. requiem what's the band called again? Mer- Mer- Cognitum. Mer- oh by the way i haven't said that Mercognitum means oh. the the c that has become the c that has become known is what that means, is Mericognitum. It's such a cool band name. I love it as well. Sorry, I got so carried away, man. That was so good. <laughs> Holy shit. It was class. I listened to like over a minute of it by accident. I just, just totally uh Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 I think I think it's a really that was I think something. it's a, but it's it's very much like the sound of it is very much like it's it's traditional black metal. I think like black metal is one of these genres that like that 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 element of it, like that that actual like that 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 kind of old school black metal has been done to death but and i listen to like a lot of it so i listen to like i try and listen to bands that kind of change it up mm. but what i loved about this album was that it was it was really something new like it was it was very much a political and um environmental focused album disguised as kind of like this sci-fi epic and it is like if you listen to it you can genuinely hear this kind of cosmic theme going on to it so it's kind of like bringing new life into kind of a, of a format that's been kind of done to death. But at the same time, like um, mm. lyrically, it's fantastic. It's just, it's just nice. It, in my opinion, I think it's just brilliant to listen to. There's a certain level of epicness in it. And then it has these beautiful moments as well. Um, and just the one thing that blows my mind is like, and it, like you, I think you're forgetting was why we listened to it is that it was made by one guy. That one guy did all of that. Like the whole, oh, yeah, it's one guy. It's the, that's it's crazy. insane like um but yeah i think like if for fans of like i'd say like for, for particularly for fans of blood incantation i know blood incantation are a death metal band 
but I th- I don't know why Mericognitum reminds me so much of them, but that'd be and it's that'd be my number one pick of the year so far. I think it's a fucking amazing album. Wow, it's an amazing album. But uh, yeah, that's me wrapped it's, up anyway. It's pretty metal, but I, God, I love that. What was the Terror Requiem? Terror Requiem was that a cool song. song was yeah. Class, I love that. Yeah, um, and Frozen Star Divinization. How do you pronounce that word? Christ, divinization. Divinization. divinization? Yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I think you just say divinization. Div, divinization. Divinization. Even though it's divine, I think you say divin. Um, yeah. I think actually, if anybody doesn't know me, I think... I gotta say, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I think... And I'm not a black metal guy, but that that was cool. Like I like those little snippets. In and it. the lyrics are... Like, read the lyrics. I'm definitely going to give that a spin. Yeah, it's a good one. So it's by uh, the label that made it was um extra conscious records were the the label that made it but the, like the main like i can't, i still can't believe it's by one guy like the amount of like mismore now are one of the are a black metal band that i listen to but it's it's still it's one guy you're like how the fuck does one guy be this good because like i'm not saying like different genres are you know like you know oh you can do a one-man rock band but black metal is like the 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 like um the the treble picking, which is that the level of speed. the speed to be good to be sp- to be yeah. able to be speed all that kind of stuff but consistent and the the picking as well, as well. like treble picking and is apparently is I, like I'm not a musician now, but I remember listening to Micro and she says it's similar to how people play violin. It's a very particular the, the way they get that kind of like noise from it. It's not your normal way of playing guitar. And then on top of that, no, you you very much have to like uh almost you really have to like release and it's like you're you have to go so fast that you're approximately hitting the notes kind of at the same time is the best way to approach obviously you want to be perfectly rhythmically in time but when you're going that fast it's just not likely that you're gonna actually be able to play everything the same but it's like you have to it's it's also like a fucking workout in your hand like try and do that like for you know 30 seconds and that's not even the fastest that you'll have to go like <laughs> like to come to be able to do the guitar picking the bass picking the like the blast i kind of like blast beats i would say are horrendous mm. to do for a whole like 10 minutes on and then yeah. having to mix it up enough that it doesn't sound like you're repeating yourself and then having to learn how to do that wretched horrible scream like you know what i mean like i've been trying to do it for years and i still haven't been able to do it <laughs> But uh, man, that was so fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'd nearly do a monthly series of this. Yeah. I thought that was class. Like, yeah, it's great fun. I think monthly it would have to be uh, maybe one album. Yeah, it would have to be one. Yeah, because it's we've been talking for two hours. <laughs> and I think we'll leave it there. Is this cool with you, man? <laughs> yeah, absolutely.